0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research hope everyone is having a fantastic day today as always staying healthy and strong and continuing to get the truth out there and taking care of yourself and your loved ones as well and be sure if you guys need anything check out the website healthmasters.com for the product of the week y'all voted it won the one and only hgh stimulate powder if you've tried it before you know how it works incredibly good product on sale right now for product of the week over 12 percent off. On the front page. So be sure to take advantage of that right now. Why it's on sale for over 12% off for this week only. And if you need anything else, be sure to give us a call and also vote for what you want to see win next week as well as product of the week at healthmasters.com. And now, obviously, one of the first things I wanted to kind of dig into because I'm trying to figure out some information on it and getting a lot of conflicting reports, which is not surprising to me. And uh, my condolences to anybody that was involved up there in Maine. I've been up there before. It's a beautiful area. Uh, This very, very bizarre shooting that apparently nobody is really having any information on as far as what's really happened Uh, is pretty horrific up there in Maine right now. They're saying that at least 22 people are dead with this shooting. And, again, my condolences to family and everybody involved in this. I can't tell you exactly what happened yet because there's still a lot of information that's being, I think, in my opinion, the narrative's being made sure that it's going to go one single direction. Uh, But apparently it was at Spare Time Recreation and the Chameaghi's Bar and Grill, two separate locations around 7 o'clock last night. And uh, allegedly, from what I'm hearing, is this guy that was basically from the uh, National Guard in Maine, um grabbed an alleged weapon from the National Guard's unit's armory. And apparently this guy's had mental disorders and problems. This, this is what I'm reading. Now, again, I can't verify any of this because I haven't actually seen or done anything up there. This is what the reports that I'm hearing on. And this guy allegedly uh, went on a shooting spree. Very strangely timed, though, as I've said before, where you're starting to get a lot of people that are really starting to get flustered about this whole entire nonsense in the media with what we're seeing with this only singular topic with these sandbox countries and an alleged war, and nobody wants to cover anything else while at the same time this is the interesting part about this you got to think about this for a second you know I've reported last week and multiple other people reported over the last week you know of what we've been seeing with the injection of individuals from other countries that quite frankly hate us <laughs> into the United States with no vetting whatsoever including many terrorists who have gotten caught at the southern border allegedly and you know we've talked about that there's a high probability you're going to have some of these cells that have been getting in here in the United States, they're going to try to stage some type of attack or something. It's very possible. Well, ironically enough, now we have this you know white National Guard guy with two grainy photos allegedly that they've posted online, and they can't find him. There's a manhunt been on the way all night long allegedly. And what's crazy about it is, I, I look at the two photos that they posted. That's it. Of him like walking in this bowling alley. Now, what's interesting about this is they're saying that they need any information they can to try to find this guy, any information or topics or anything about him. But what's ironic is there's no footage of him anywhere else except these two photos that are super grainy from the bowling alley entrance. And, you know, in the world that we live in now, in the United States, where pretty much everybody's got trackings on their phone, and there's cameras everywhere, and everything's monitored, and everybody's got you know video cameras on their phone that they like to pull out on a regular basis. I find it very strange that this guy with the two separate locations in Maine, which is actually a fairly uh, gun-friendly state to my knowledge as far as able to concealed carry. Um, nobody can find anything else about this, and it just. Showed up and now they're trying to do this manhunt. I don't know. Very strangely timed, very strange, horrific incident. And again, my condolences to the family. More information once we find out what's going on with this. But it to me is not surprising that something like this would happen right now to try to kind of twist and control the narrative because we already saw um, uh, one of the ladies, Shannon Watts. She already came out now and said the only reason this has happened in Maine is because of a lack of gun control, which nobody even knows anything about this, which I find very hard to believe, especially, like I said, in this day and age where everything's recorded and monitored and everybody's got a video camera in their pocket that they pull out all the time now for every incident, and suddenly nobody can find any information out about this. Just find it hard to believe when they can (laughs) – you know. ironically, we get – Front row footage to the alleged Hamas attack in Israel with twenty four seven live feed footage from every angle, from every area, from every building over there, so they can show us what allegedly happened. But you know, other things occur, like a shooting where dozens of people get killed, and
1: there's a grainy photo of somebody walking in a building with a rifle. Just thought I would throw that out there. Also, awesome, awesome, I got, I got <clears> to. <throat> yeah, I got to say something real quick. I'll give it back over to you. Uh, this is an article that I just pulled up from State of the Nation. And it says that, you know, it says we don't even know if this is a, you know, a complete total hoax or a hybrid fake reality event or a real yeah. coordinated at MCI, um, you know, and, and this is what we have to understand. We don't know what's going on here, you know, and it goes on to say it says, oh, really, the very day after conservative Freedom Caucus member Mike Johnson has elected speaker of the House, the homicidal deep state gun control freaks stage, quote unquote, this is his group writing this. I'm not writing this. I'm not endorsing this. I'm saying what he says. Stage a mass shooting in the independent voting state of Maine where gun ownership is very common throughout the rural areas. Just now that we seemingly have an authentic a conservative hardliner, a serious gun rights advocate, and a speaker, the New World Orderless Globalist Cabals have just sent him this ugly message during his first full day on the job, Mr. Mike Johnson, in Congress of 2017. And he goes on to say, distraction, distraction, distraction. So, my deepest condolences to people who up there who have, who have died and to their families. We don't know what's going on with all this stuff, but he says this is a state controlled gun psyop. You can, say, you can be sure of this 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 Black op, National PSYOP is being run in Maine. The gun control freaks are having a serious mission to coerce the state government to pass draconian firearm legislation, including red flag gun laws, to a loosening of existing gun laws. This is how it always works. So check out the pending legislation in Augusta. So I'm just adding that right now. I don't know if any of this is real. I'm just sitting here. It's kind of like the Ukrainian war. Wag the dog. We don't know what's going on. We have no idea. All we know is that... They hate us having guns. And did somebody wind this guy up? He was in a mental hospital for a couple of weeks. That's what they say. I don't know. All I know is this: you got to pray for the families and people involved and in all this stuff, and dig down deeper to find out what happened up there. Okay, go ahead, Austin. I apologize. No, no, you're
0: spot on with that. It's very strange. Cause remember, I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I'm not saying this is something that's you know. AI or anything like that, I'm not saying that at all, but I've told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I said, everything we watch now, we're going to have to be very, very careful on what we believe and what we actually, actually understand is happening. Because when you start seeing a lot of this stuff occur now, and again, I'm not saying that with this as far as but I'm saying, you're going to see events that start to happen now, and you're going to have to question whether or not they even happen whatsoever whether or not anything even occurred. And again, that's not what I'm saying here in Maine. But when you start seeing strange, timely stuff like this, and all you have is two photos mm-hmm. of a guy walking in the door with an AR you know, slung up, and that's all the information they give you, and now they basically are building this whole narrative without any type of evidence to back it, got to really question it. It reminds me of the shooting from that guy, James Hodgkins, In June 14, 2017, at the Congressional baseball game in Alexandria, Virginia, you guys remember this 2017, they had the SAFE Act, which is going to basically deregulate suppressors off the NFA registry. It was going to be the first time since 1934 the suppressors were no longer going to have to have a tax stamp with the all and complete moronic ATF agency. This this bill was getting passed. Congress was passing it. And all of a sudden they had this shooting at the baseball game, and all these Republicans were over there, and it was, it was it was a it was a boondockle. It was horrible. And then suddenly the bill still actually got some traction. Then what happened? You guys remember shortly time after in 2017, you had the Vegas shooting, this massive stage shooting as far as where they killed all these people at this doggone concert. From via from what I've been told from, the, from um, Doug Hagman and numerous other sources that they had two helicopters that were running belt-fed 240 Bravos from the helicopters gunning down everybody. That's why there were no windows broken in the hotel. That's why there was no shooter in the hotel shooting from the hotel. They had the Patsy that was up there. That's why they had the staged room that they showed everybody with AR-15s literally thrown in every direction. Let me tell you something from a tactical standpoint. I told you this from the photos from that video, from that doggone shooting, that the whole thing was a staged event up there. Anybody that's shooting from an elevated position, it's going to be doing some type of defensive standpoint. I don't know what you'd be doing shooting you know, into a crowd, but from an elevated position, if you're in a machine gun nest, you're going to have weapons, belts, everything lined up and set up properly. You have your cans set up. You're going to have your guns set up. You're going to have your extra barrels set up. In this case, you had multiple guns. Nobody's sitting up there, and the windows were never broken. Nobody's sitting up there with an AR 15 with a bump fire stock with a 60 round mag and shooting it and then throwing the gun 50 feet behind them into the bathtub in the back room and then grabbing another AR. Nobody would do that. You'd have stuff staged and lined up so you'd be going from rifle to rifle to rifle as you cooked barrels off. The whole thing was stupid in Vegas. They couldn't even plan it properly with the photos. And yet again, that incident was horrific enough and staged enough that they got the SAFE Act to be completely and totally shelved shortly after that, and it has never been brought up for vote again to deregulate suppressors because they knew if they got suppressors deregulated off the NFA registry, it was going to completely open up the books to open up ATF, to dissolve ATF, to dissolve the NFA, and start looking at things from a Second Amendment standpoint, why in the world this alphabet agency that is one of the most rogue, uncontrolled agencies in U.S. history has the ability to come in and start controlling specific firearms and targeting, well, now we're going to... Band braces because it makes it a short barrel rifle and all this stuff that they did, and they used it as that excuse. So, again, be very cautious on what you believe, what you see, and what you really take in as gospel right now because there's a lot of very, very strange things you're going to start seeing over the next couple of months. Everything, all the way from these Middle Eastern fights to everything we're starting to see at home here. So, be very cautious. And I always suggest, and I have said this repeatedly, always carry. A firearm, if you can legally do so out in public, especially if you have family to protect, and know how to use it. It is a duty of the Second Amendment as a patriot, as an American. Just being flat out on that. I don't care if it's convenient. I don't care if it's uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable sometimes. Even with the right holster and the right pistol, it's not always comfortable having a pistol digging in you when you're sitting around. I get it. I do it every day. I understand it. But at a point in time, if there's a situation where you have to defend your friends or family or loved ones in something like that, you want to be able to actually be able to be a formidable threat to a situation like that and not be a standing victim with nothing to do. Because quite frankly if somebody comes in with a rifle or a pistol, you're going to be hard pressed to ever get close enough to them. Even if you're good at combatives and good at jujitsu, to be able to handle that situation, unless you're right on top of them. So it's always a good idea to have some type of defensive means on your person at all times when you're out in public. Especially as crazy as this world has started to become now. <laughs> what do you think, Dad? <laughs>
1: uh, well, the world is past Looneyville. It's just yeah. unreal. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's just. You know, it's so funny. I mean, I talk to my friends. You know that I went to high school with, and I talk to my friends that I work out with, and I, I talk to my you know people that I know that are even you know older than I am, and and I talk to them, and they just kind of just shake their head. They say they don't know what happened, and it was insidious how they did it, how the globalists did this. Well, the cabalists did it. And the globalists just have tools in their pocket. Uh, you, people don't realize how slowly it happened unless you live through it. I mean, I remember the 60s. I remember the 70s. I remember the 80s and the 90s. A lot of people listening to the show, you know, they don't remember that. It's just part of their history lesson. And it was all controlled then, also, as far as the narrative. I mean, we had all these people getting shot in the 60s, and the civil rights movement was full bore, and everybody was trying to you know, hate each other, and it was a mess. And drugs, and Timothy O'Leary, and the CIA, and all the college campuses, and all the crazy stuff that was going on with women's liberation. It was a giant transitory phase right there for about twenty years, from like nineteen sixty to nineteen eighty, which was basically, you know, was just an absolute albatross for everybody involved, and we we all fought through it. And we were hoping that we could end up basically making a better world, and we ended up not doing anything to try to stop what the globals were already doing because the cabalistic, Luciferian, synagogue, of Satan sect that runs the planet—they orchestrate all of the stuff. And like you know, are they orchestrating more false flags with more gun shootings? You know, probably they do that all the time. They orchestrated these different wars that we've all gone through all of the time. And uh, you know now, you know, even even Car, Car-, Car-, Carleton, uh, Car-, Car- he's say, saying to us, he's saying uh, he uh, Tucker Carlson is saying. In a speech at the Daily Caller News Foundation this week, Tucker Carlson warned that the abrupt change is coming for Americans. and mean, he can feel it, giving them a pause to consider the end times. If something really dramatic in our country happens, like young people can't. Okay, this is how he wrote this, okay? It's, it's, it's staccato. It's messed up. It's not my grammar. Okay? If something really dramatic in your country happens, like young people can't i know no get married you know or buy houses or have any hope for a future that approaches you know the middle class upbringing they had then you got a huge problem and someone should be responding to that Carlson ordered yeah you know, and if your economy is like on the brink of collapse you know and your country is literally bankrupt you know i hope somebody would say that but every person 350 million americans everyone regardless of political affiliation can feel that something bad is coming everyone knows that Carlson continued so he's you know basically talking at this convention, basically telling us that what we already know, that we have in a situation that's bad. And then we see a really interesting article that came out from Steve Kirsch, and it says, The irresponsible acts of the L.A. Journal, times journalist on MSU professor Mark Skidmore's paper motivated me to run my own survey of my readers to see what actually harm numbers really are. Over 10,000 readers responded. The survey clearly showed that COVID vaccines have killed 3.5 times as many people as COVID. This is a disaster. And and I'm, I'm going to say this again. This count is just starting. I spoke to another person yesterday whose father died after taking the COVID vaccine from cancer, from kidney cancer. And we're going to have more and more and more of this. I told you I have a friend of mine who basically has multiple friends of his who are all dying of turbo cancers. If they're not, they're probably already dead. All of this stuff is happening in real time around us. But it's not happening to this point where the media is covering it and showing what's really happening because they're covering it up. They don't want us to see the harsh reality of these COVID vaccines. Uh, yesterday, I had a, a friend of mine who's a pilot, good guy by the name Bob. He told me, he said he sent me a text. and He goes, I just want you to know I have a friend named Ted. <laughs> and he says he told me years ago not to take that COVID shot. And I'm so blessed to have a friend like Ted because I listen to him and all my friends are dying. And I thought, wow, you know, I I stop and I think about it and I go, you know, this is crazy that all these people are now seeing their friends dying around them from all these different types of diseases and these accelerated cancers and accelerated heart disease and accelerated brain diminishing, and they're getting senile dementia. all this stuff. It's like the population is slowly starting to die, you know, but it's not from old age. It's from what they did to us. And it's sad to me because, you know, as a single guy, you know, dating now, which is really a weird thing for me to even talk about, you know, I find that, you know, now you have to not only make sure somebody's healthy, you got to make sure they haven't been injected with a clot shot. You've got to make sure that their, you know, values are lined up with your values. You have to make sure they're not liberal nightmares. You've got to make sure they have some type of ability to have concrete, rational thoughts so they can think through what's happening in the world. It's it's very strange. Uh, This morning I had a friend of mine, Mike Cole, and he sent me a uh the the video you know i'm gonna post this on i'm gonna post it on the website and and there was a guy talking and he's got apparently he's got a big podcast and he talks about relationships and he said the single most determining factor on the success of your life is going to be the spouse that you pick whether it be male or female so he's going to support you and take care of you and help you and encourage you rather than creating chaos in your life and he said it's super important that you have the right person and that's the thing that i always tell my friends too the friends that you pick and the friends that you listen to, and you listening to the Ted and Austin Brower show, it allows us to become part of your family unit. It allows us to try to teach you, you know, a better way as far as from a health standpoint. I was watching one of the videos that I did a few years ago. It's still it's one of the ones they didn't pull down. This one still has one point four million views. It's just you know it's on YouTube and it's about you know top ten foods never to eat. I'll post it today too. And what's interesting about it, I think about what it said and I started listening to that video. It's only about five minutes long. And it starts – I start talking about children and children's health and how you know three hot dogs a week increase the risk of leukemia in children by nine times. I'm going to say that again. Three hot dogs a week in a child increases the risks of leukemia by ninefold in that child. And you stop and you think, well, wow, that's crazy. Well, no, this, those are just real statistics. And, and, and so it's who you listen to and who you pay attention to and who you associate with and who's your friend. Who are your friends? I've got another friend of mine right now. He's in the hospital. being released today. He's got he has severe glyphosate toxicity, and every time he eats bread that has glyphosate in it, which is non-organic bread or any other foods that have glyphosate in it, he has an immediate reaction, and his heart starts palpitating. And he starts having all kinds of health problems from it. He's been hospitalized from it, and all of these things are happening to us in real time. And we've got to be aware of what's going on, and we've got to make sure we cut those foods out with glyphosate. We've got to stabilize the blood sugar, all the different things that we can do from a health standpoint. We've got to take our supplements. We've got to take our magnesium brain food to help get the aluminum back out of our, our, our brains from all this crazy stuff. They spray on us all the time. All of these things are part of the reality of what we have to do now just to stay healthy. You know, and, I, and I've learned already that you know, age is just a number. It, I mean it really, really is. You know, you know, we have a Swiss banker now calling on authorities to arrest a globalist over pushing the COVID bioweapon on the public. You know, Pasi Najidad, whose father co-founded the World Economic Forum, makes a case for Swiss authorities to end diplomatic immunity for the globalists and the World Economic Forum and more. All of these things are happening, but people are listening or they're not listening. And if we don't pay attention to what's going on, if we don't pay attention to who we are and what we are in Christ, none of it ever, ever, ever. Is going to make any sense to us because it's all chaotic, which is exactly what they want. There's another article from the Burning Platform here today, and it says, inflate or die. The COVID war is over. Let WW3 commence. The Fed needs war, whether real or imagined, to keep this debt-bloated pig alive. Once the printing press stops, this jig is up. So all of this stuff's happening everywhere all of the time, but I don't believe we're going to have World War III. They're not going to destroy their own infrastructure. What do you think, Austin? I—
0: They definitely are building something up with another kind of massive conflict. I do think that. Now, as far as going in and doing some World War III with nukes, I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. I think that's going to be massively counterproductive to their 5G system and their Internet of Things to keep people constantly distracted. If the Internet no longer is available, then people cannot have propaganda forced into their brain every single day via the mainstream media on television, period. It's not going to be available. So I think there's definitely going to be a conflict going on. There's a reason why we're spending allegedly over a hundred plus billion dollars to all these foreign countries now. Yeah, the whole thing's a total lie. They're 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 setting something up big, and this is the way they're doing it. And they're telling us all it's all about supporting foreign aid and foreign countries and foreign wars. It, it, I mean, you have to be one of the dumbest individuals on the planet to actually believe that's what we're doing over there. We're just just be honest with you. I've told you guys that from the very beginning when the new current thing was to put Ukraine flags up everywhere and support Ukraine. I'm like, you guys didn't even know what Ukraine was a month ago. Now you got Ukraine flags in your yard because you stand with Ukraine. No, bud, you've been played again with propaganda. How about you support America? They're doing the same thing again. Now with this Israeli Palestine, just another, another theater conflict that they constantly do on a regular basis. And so this is all about distractions. It's all about manipulation. It's all about keeping people focused on what they want them to think of so that they don't actually look at what's going on, like you just said, with the shot schedule. You know, it's crazy to me that we I saw an article the other day, and I've, I've discussed this in detail, but a lot of people don't realize the sheer numbers of it. And Greg Reese just published a report showing how pediatricians earn $400 for essentially the vaccines they inject into children under the age of two, the average pediatrician in the United States can earn basically hundreds of thousands of dollars a year maintaining that all of the children, the majority of the children under, under their pediatric care essentially get injected. And what's interesting, one of the articles he talks about here is he said the average pediatrician has around 1,500 children. So the vaccination incentive program with Blue Cross Blue Shield, essentially, if you got these children vaccinated and you had to have a minimum of 63 percent in order to even qualify for the program, you're looking at basically up to about $350,000 a year on an average. If he had 1,500 patients and he was able to get to the top tier of making sure all the children are injected. Guys, that's a lot of money, $350,000. That's not just pediatrician fees. That's straight up bonuses from Blue Cross Blue Shield with 1,500 children and the amount of the tier structure they have with that. This is why now you've noticed so many parents have told me this, why it's so frustrating when they go to the pediatric office if they don't want to get shots. A lot of times the pediatrician will flat out decline them and will not see them anymore. I had that happen when Lana took Kendall, my daughter, to the pediatrician years ago. She was having a real bad cough and Lana decided to take her over there to one that somebody had recommended. And she went over there and basically they checked her out and she had a little bit of fluid built up in her lungs. I think she was like three or four. She'd gotten, you know, real sick. And uh, she, she recovered. She got out of it just fine. The doctor basically was, you know, telling Lana, oh, well, you know what? Uh, what we need to do right now is the first thing we need to do. This is what the doctor says. The first thing we need to do right now is make sure she's up to date on all of her shots. Atlanta goes, She's having issues with her lungs. She's having a cough. She's got fluid in her lungs. And you're telling me the best thing to do right now is inject her with vaccines, even though you don't even fully know what's going on with her body. Well, we got to make sure her immune system's boosted and strong. And Lana goes, no. You you even hear what you're saying? Nothing you're even saying is making sense right now. We're not going to do some massive immune response on her body with injections because she's having a cough. This is stupid. Doctor goes, Well, I'm I'm not going to argue with you about this. I'm not gonna debate you. You obviously know everything from the internet and I went to medical school, so I'm not gonna debate this with you. Lana said, Okay, I'm not gonna debate you. I'm just not doing it. Came over here because I was referred to you. Now you're over here trying to force me to get shots of my daughter. And he goes, Well, if you're not gonna get the shots, then we're gonna to have to decline her as a patient. We're no longer gonna see her after today. Lana said, good riddance. You'll never see me walk through here again. And that's about as poorly as it can end with a pediatrician visit, however, that's the new normal. That happens a lot now. I've heard that repeatedly from parents that have had issues like this. And now what they're doing is interesting. I saw another video where virtual reality, the pharmaceutical cartel's dream market to push more drugs and vaccines on the market. And this Reese, he published a video showing how doctors and nurses in Brazil started using virtual reality headgear to reduce fear and anxiety in children as they inject them with toxic shots. This is crazy. So far, Apple has pitched its upcoming Vision Pro mixed reality headset as a tool for working for various forms of entertainment. But inside the company, employees have also discussed more and more specialized use of the program and ways to diagnose and treat mental illness issues, according to people with direct knowledge of the matter. And it goes on to say here where they are using down in Brazil, they have found that if these they can keep the children distracted and basically use the virtual reality on them that they 're much likely much less likely to be resistant as far as hesitant to shot and cry and have all these issues, so they 're literally trying to dope these kids down with dopamine with virtual reality so they can continue to come over them and inject shot after shot after shot on their arm. you got to be one sick individual to think this is normal guys You really do i mean i 'm sorry you know I had a, my one buddy when he um he had his first, the first daughter, and she got her first round of shots, and they never did it afterwards because she started having health problems afterwards. This is back before he really woke up, and he started asking me all these questions that I'd already told him, but he started really asking. And he told me, he said, he goes, it was one of the most disturbing moments of her had as a father, Austin. He said, because you warned me about this, and I went ahead and did it anyways the first time. And he goes, I went in there, and he goes, my daughter, they're literally holding her down, and she's screaming and crying terrified, looking at me in the eyes, putting her arms out, trying to get me to hold her while they're shooting her up, and she's screaming, and he goes, it was literally the most disturbing thing I've ever done in my life. So I think she they went in and delayed him. They waited until she was like a year, year and a half, and uh, he never did it again after that, and he said, I felt like I was literally doing something wrong to my child. I've heard that from multiple parents, and I've told them before. I said, listen, guys, I said, God Almighty has given us instincts as parents, especially moms, but also fathers as well. You're there to protect your children. You're there to take care of them, especially as they grow up. You're there to teach them and train them in the ways they should go. If you feel like something's happening with your child and it's wrong and it's bad and it's not good, there's probably a reason why you're feeling that way. That's called instilling of the Holy Spirit and natural response to having something happen to your child. That's what happens when you have a fight or flight mechanism and something's happening. You go, crap, this is not good. I got to respond right now. Something's going on. This is bad. It's not normal to sit there and go, oh, yeah, man, it's fine. Go and keep shooting up with shots. I'm totally cool with it because, you know, you guys tell me what to do. They're getting directly incentivized from the healthcare companies to keep the shots injected into these kids. You got to understand that. And so now what they're trying to do is they're trying to do everything they can. To try to distract these children to inject them with these shots so they don't get as, I guess, terrified and the parents don't feel as guilty while they're allowing this to happen. Just something I would throw out out there just to understand that because this is something that is a very big topic that nobody wants to discuss. I've gotten so much flack over it for the years. I mean – tons of flack over and over the years as far as when I bring this topic up and so is dad because it's such a hot topic button but one thing that I did find and a lot of people saw this over the years through COVID more and more people now have become awake to these shots because of what's happening and just like dad said a few minutes ago they're going to do everything they can to keep massive distractions in the media so people do not wake up from their slumber and realize what's happening with the health problems that we're seeing explode in this country right now that nobody's going to talk about. I told you you guys the numbers a couple months ago on a report that I had let me stuff up hundreds of percent increases in all these different diseases out of nowhere I mean nothing is massively changed as far as in the healthcare industry or in the United States other than the RNA gene therapy shot This some people say well that's you can't be conclusive on that it's not necessarily it has to be directly related well you find out what else has happened because that's one of the only things that we know of that's changed dramatically in this country that's caused a lot of these health problems and nobody's want to talk about it. Also, too, in other news, I saw an article here earlier when I was going back to the AI, and there's an article from Gerald Salenti, and he said by 2030, he said AI will be doing 80% of all jobs we know of today now when they're talking about uh, as far as growth and all the stuff down in the markets. He said when the open AI, the creator of chat GDP, COSA, uh, uh, Vinod Khosla, which has basically sparked this AI revolution, says the impact on the jobs to workers, all the way from farms to factories, is going to be shifting more rapidly than we've ever witnessed before. They're predicting by 2050, people will work only if they choose to. AI will cut, will create so much productivity, creates so much productivity and prosperity, the AI can provide rudimentary, rudimentary, rudimentary income for all. And this is room for the universal basic income assuring a minimal standard and people will be able to work on things they want to work on and will not be required to work because of basic essential income. So this guy's saying now, which as everybody understands and knows, that's never going to happen. They're never going to allow everybody to just get money all day long and be able to work on what they want to work on because then people are actually going to be able to be productive on things that they want to do and grow. This is going to be all about controlling the market, controlling the work sector, and controlling everything you can own, buy, or sell. That's what's it's coming down to. There will no be no free market anymore. Everything will be only what they sell, what they want you to buy. That's why they're pushing the EV market so hard. Nobody in the United States, other than California, is asking for EV vehicles. Almost everybody I talk to in the automotive industry, nobody cares for them. They have specific, select things that they can be cool at, like some of the Tesla Model X and some of their quarter mile drag times and, you know, just, you know, niche stuff like that that they can be involved in, or having a really fancy golf cart with AC, kind of like the Teslas. But when it comes down to actual. Usage, real true usage based on the infrastructure that we have in the United States has been put in place over the last hundred years, it's completely and totally useless to be able to put this together this quickly. And that's why you know it's a sham and that's why you know they're doing it for control because they're trying to run it so fast. They're not allowing the market to absorb it on the rate that the market wants it. They're not coming in and saying, listen, these things are gonna be available, the public wants to buy them, they can. They're cool, whatever. I mean, everybody's got their own right to manufacture their own products. They're not doing that. They're forcing this more and more and more problems on the diesel vehicles and the gasoline vehicles to force everybody in the EV. I talked to a diesel mechanic the other day, so I know a lot of people that are having problems with the new new Duramaxes and new Fords, oh, Lots of problems with these new diesel trucks. And I asked him, I said, what exactly is going on with these things? And he said, "Be honest with you, Austin." He goes, "It's not a lot of the parts that are in these diesel trucks that are going malfunctioning." He said, "It's the parameters that they're required by the EPA, the settings and the tables that are being put into these trucks and these issues." He goes, "We saw this in 2023 with the Duramax Tahoes that came out." He said, "2022 was great." He goes, "It's a great motor." He said, "In 2023, new emission control, as far as parameters were put into place by the EPA, that nobody votes." On. He said these tables, and these parameters continue to get more narrow and more narrow. He said what's happening is it's putting so much stress on these engines that a lot of parts are starting to fail because they were never designed to handle these levels of parameters and restrictions. He goes when it comes to heat, when it comes to back pressure, when it comes to EGTs, he's what they're trying to intentionally make them so low emission that they're literally burning and ruining the motors up and ruining the parts on them. And he goes, and the EPA knows this and he goes, here's the kicker. Now this is a diesel mechanic, 25 year diesel mechanic that I talked to the other day on the phone. He said, here's the problem. He said, what's going on with this is Ford and GM, cannot go in and change the tables back to the way they were from a year or two ago. He goes, the motors would have no problems. They were running great a couple of years ago. He goes, the only way they can go in and get approval to change the parameters is they actually have to petition the EPA, let them know what's going on, do all this paperwork, and then wait for the EPA to review it. And if the EPA deems that they can go back to the original parameters from a year or two ago, the EPA will allow it with more stipulations on what they have to do over the next two or three years he goes they're planning the failure of the gasoline and diesel engines he goes my job is definitely going to be an issue over the next decade and i was like wow this is just talking on mechanic from the chevy dealership and he said He goes, two or three years ago the motors were the same austin the parts were the same austin nothing's changed on a lot of these vehicles he goes it's the tables and the parameters the epa is forcing on them to make the vehicles more and more and more and more restrictive via the ecus and basically the ecms and i said wow and he goes, that's why they're doing it. He goes, they want to try to force everybody into buying electric vehicles, regardless. And I said, that's not a good move. And obviously, you know, the charging station that the dealership has to put in over there, they're spending like over a million dollars to have to put in a couple charging stations. They're having to get a whole new basically substation from Tico, all this electric's having to get run so they can have electric charging stations. And they said they're a nightmare. The cars stop all the time. They run out of power all the time. They're to be ch- towed in and drug in all the time because they're always falling apart or they're not charging properly or they run out of power. And they're just they're a nightmare. But again, this is all about going back to preventing people to be able to travel freely unmolested on your way and going back to standard rail car, railroad, and basically other means of transportation that they can control where you go, when you go there, what time you get there, the freedom aspect of saying, Hey, hey, babe, grab the kids. We're going to ride out tonight up to the mountains. We're just going to load up. Let's go on a trip. Let's get away for a couple days. You know, we're off work. We're gone. Jump in the vehicle, run up there on a tank of gas, maybe two tanks of gas, and live freely. That factor has to be dissolved in the United States in order to push a new world order. That's why I encourage people, continue to maintain freedom, continue to demand that freedom is respected, and continue to get the truth out there every chance you get and try to encourage people not to support a lot of this stuff and Try to get some of our leaders to actually petition and make make really hamstring the EPA because EPA is the single-handedly one of the most single-handedly corrupt alphabet agencies. You got the EPA up there, you got the ATF up there, you got DHS up there. These guys are not here for the United States. They are here to promote communism, promote more control and more power and more tyranny of the general population. Once you understand that concept, that they are not here to help anyone, they are here to hinder and Ruin this country. It really opens your eyes to what's actually happening, and it helps you get the truth out there more, and really try to hold some of our representatives accountable when we can get some of this stuff done. Because these alphabet agencies, they are an absolute nightmare.
1: What do you think, Dev? Um, I think you're. I think you're right because you know they're being ruled via bureaucracy, and they they pass laws that basically in statutes and all the rest of it to basically force us into compliance. And nobody gets to vote on them, and our doggone legislatures don't get to vote on them. It just happens around us. It's like putting stop signs in a neighborhood that nobody gets to ask if they want the stop sign. And it's just – and then if you don't stop at the stop sign, you automatically get a ticket or you lose your license or your insurance goes up, but you never voted on it. And the same thing is true you know, at a much vast, much greater scale as far as all the laws that get passed and all these regulations and statutes that gets passed by these crazy agencies. I mean you know atf and all the bump fire and all the other crazy stuff they did they, re- they rewrote everything it's, none of that's constitutional they can't do stuff like that but it is what it is and so when you have a president in the white house that doesn't want to try to stop this stuff being the executive orders just goes along with it it just gets worse and worse and worse and and that's the problem that we've had in the united states for a long long time i mean you know john f kennedy you know he was the last really the latest greatest best president we've ever had in my opinion and, you know, he, would, he did a speech to the newspaper association, and, and he basically said that we're being controlled by this ruthless, basically, uh, cabal that basically t- t- takes, you know, runs the world through covert means. Now, he didn't say covert. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said you know, he said, he said basically uh, covet means is what he said. Now, whether that's his accent or whatever, I don't know. But all of this stuff is very, very, very real and who these people are and what they do. And he said before he got out of the White House, he was going to expose these people. He was going to root them out and be done with them. And, uh, of course, they showed him what they were going to do, and they basically you know, killed him. And see, all of this stuff is something that we need to look at and take a look at as far as the police state that we've gotten into. There's a new DeSouza film. It's called Police State. It's a wake-up call for a movie, for, for America. Excuse me. It says a new, new movie by Denise DeSouza exposing the threat to American way of life is posed by the rise of the police state. The film is bold and dramatic warning. I want to go see this, by the way, when it comes out. He's created a feature-length documentary film. He says he hopes it will alert all Americans to the dangers posed to them by the rising U.S. police state. In a recent interview with the Epic Times, Mr. DeSouza said that even as a teenager immigrant in the United States, he was mesmerized not only by the economic opportunity and upward mobility of our country, but also by America's system of individual rights. These whites' rights are enshrined in the Bill of Rights as unalienable, not open for negotiation, he says. The sad thing is none of these rights are safe today the movie police state will be shown in hundreds of theaters across the nation on only two days october the 23rd and october the 25th so apparently we have missed that they're over with i thought i should have covered this story a couple days ago but the sad part about this is i like to get it on dvd and i'm sure he's going to post it on you know on youtube if deep views will put it on there and then dot then you know then biden comes up and says the us will build a new world order you know the current system has run out of steam the president told supporters in a campaign speech The current U.S.-led world order has run out of steam, but Washington will shape the system that replaces it. U.S. President Biden told supporters, you know, leaders of Moscow and Beijing, however, have argued otherwise. Speaking of the campaign reception in Washington, Biden bagged about how he convinced Japan and South Korea to send financial aid to Ukraine. How he signed a rail and ports deal with the EU, India and Saudi Arabia at the G20 summit last month in Delhi. So we think we have an opportunity to do things if we're bold enough and have enough confidence in ourselves to unite the world in ways that have never been seen. We are in a post-war period for 50 years where it worked pretty well, but that's sort of run out of steam, sort of run out of steam. We need a new world order in a sense. He continued. I'm not going to read more of this stuff from him. I can't stand the guy. But somebody must have wired him up on amphetamines, having him able to speak like that. It was ludicrous. By the way, Chevron has now acquired Hess. For $53 billion in the latest mega merger energy deal, in which the international cabal of Luciferian synagogue of Satan bankers running the world through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are basically getting more and more consolidations. They control more and more corporate heads and corporate body to bodies and can basically continue to control the world. And yet another mega deal for the U.S. energy sector, Chevron Corporation announced it would purchase the Hess Corporation in an all-stock deal valued at $53 billion. Wow. Wow. According to the statement for both companies, Chevron will pay $171 a share for Hess in the all stock transaction. Hess shareholders will receive 1.02 shares of Chevron for each Hess share, giving the company a total enterprise value of $60 billion, including debt. $171 a share is a 10% premium versus Friday's close. So, again, as the world consolidates, this is what they always do. And this is an interesting article that came out. From G. Edward Griffin, and I like this. He said, the whole George Floyd story was a lie, according to Tucker Carlson. And, of course, we already we reported on this years ago. A new law lawsuit on the death of George Floyd on May the 25th, 2020, was caused by an inadvertent overdose of a elephant-sized dose of fentanyl in his system. Floyd was not choked out under the knee of former officer Derek Chenaubin, who the former cop is currently serving more than 40 years in prison. Some of the societal changes that came about of the Floyd's case included decriminalization of stealing. Defunding the police and discrimination against hiring white men in the workplace. Everett Ellison, author of Crime Inc, said that the Democratic Party demoralizes the black community to keep them compliant. He further stated that the Democratic Party uses BLM and Antifa as domestic militants, throwing the rock and hiding the hand. Of course, they're going to do it. You've you've always done it. Even at the beginning, they used the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. Uh, you know, here's the thing: what this officer did. Okay, by holding this guy down with that smirk on his face and basically, you know, with his knee across his neck was wrong. It was. But if Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose, which is what they're saying now, this case needs to be looked at again. I mean, Shalvin could be, you know, done something with police brutality or whatever. I mean, the guy's life is ruined. His family's life is ruined. He shouldn't have done what he did. It was stupid. I got that. But wow, if, if George Floyd really did die of a fentanyl charge, like, you know, Tucker Carlson said, like we worked out years ago, we talked about all this. It needs to be – this whole thing needs to be looked at it again. By the way, home sales have slid far from – home sales slide as far from over as Goldman sees sustained higher mortgage rates. Some people paying up to 10%, 11% again. You guys think that this is really high. I saw home mortgage rates at 18% back in the 70s under Jimmy Carter. I mean 18%. I mean it's nuts, but I mean it, it, you, I remember we had a house, and I think we paid $105,000 for it. And the payments were almost $1,400 a month because of the interest rates. It was nuts how expensive that was. By the way, the Navy has found a perfect wingman for carrier pilots, AI. Top Gun pilots could now use artificial intelligence if they face off with China. Move over, Maverick. AI software can land a plane on a carrier deck better than you. Over 5,000 men and women crew each of America's 11 aircraft carriers. But the U.S. Navy is counting on AI to help them fight China. I mean, why are we talking about fighting China? What kind of weird stuff is this? This some is kind a war game we're playing. AI will bring carrier planes in for landings, fly unmanned tankers with fuel for combat planes, and even analyze the bug juice in the chow line. Night carrier landings are a dangerous feat of combat aviation. Americans think of the Top Gun movies starring Tom Cruise's Maverick. An intrepid Navy pilot who can land a -A 32,000-pound F-18EF Super Hornet on a 90,000-ton aircraft carrier at night in the rain, in the wind, and pitching seas. Now, the Navy has found that AI is a big, big help in bringing aircraft aboard. In real life, the form of AI called precision landing mode has changed the art of carrier landings to a science. Now, I will say this. They're putting all types of landing systems and runway lights in now that direct planes to come in and land by themselves. This technology is old. It's been around since the Concorde, Been around for 30 or 40 years. And the plane's navigation system can tie directly into this this navigation beacon and land. In fact, that was where I was as far as my flight schools when I was doing my classes and getting my upgrades and my pilot license, I was then learning how to do, you know, you know what they call, you know, instrument approaches. And what happens is the plane, when you get close to the airport, you're on an instrument approach, the plane will turn itself and follow a predetermined route as it comes in for landing so you don't hit towers or buildings or whatever. Because you, know, you have a 5,000-foot tower or 10,000-foot tower close to an airport, you don't want to run into that in the middle of the night. It's just the, you're just the end of everything you're, you're, you're gonna you're probably going to be dead to be honest with you. And the reality is so what you have to do is you have to come in a precision approach in which the plane will actually take you to about a hundred feet above the runway. And if you can see the runway at that point you turn the navigation system off and allow that you pull the throttle back and allow the plane to settle down and land on the runway. And we already have all that. But the pilot still has to land the plane in these smaller aircraft. These bigger aircraft now are coming equipped with full AI systems that will bring it in and basically let it land itself, and you don't even have to touch the controls. And of course, that technology's been around for a long, long time. Kind of scares me a little bit, to be honest with you. When you start doing that, because you're trusting that instrument to make sure this it's doing right and that it's not being, you know, hacked. And so uh, it's, it's strange. It's really
0: strange.
1: <clears throat> strange when you see all of this stuff. Now, also. You know, you know uh, Coach Dabemeyer came out with a new article, and I, I love Coach Dabemeyer. He's a great, great guy, and he's talking about the fall of the, 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 of the, of the Christian churches and what's happened to him. I'm going to read you part of this because I think it's a very, very good way of looking at it. And I think that Coach Dabemeyer is uh, one of the finest men I've ever known. Uh, he basically uh, you know, was with me in D.C. a few years ago, and he ended up basically uh, – how should I say – he, it, 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 I mean, here, here's where I just going to be blunt. We're walking through the halls of Congress. We're up there for a convention. We're both speaking at the convention. And like all the pages that were running around, all the people that we were seeing, literally 90% of them were gay. I'm not joking. And I, and I looked at I looked at Coach and I said, is it my imagination or is pretty much everybody here gay? And he goes, man, Teddy, I was thinking the same thing. He said, I haven't seen a real man yet. He said, this, this is ridiculous. I said, I know. And he, this is how all of this stuff gets into the, you know, into the into the machinations of the government and all of the gay rights and all the rest of this stuff. They've learned to get into this stuff and get their 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 their, their voices heard. Here's what he says: Modern Christianity bears very little resemblance, very little resemblance to the Christianity that one will find in the Book of Acts. The true front runners, forerunners of this thing that we call Christianity, would have a hard time recognizing what is practiced in most of the Christendom today. And he goes on to say, and he, and he picks up some of these people here, and he, and he says these prosperity preachers have done a lot to damage the United States. He goes, the invention of cable TV satellite ushered in a different gospel. Prosperity teachers were piped into Americans' homes with the gospel of self-enhancement. No longer was the faith of our fathers or that old-time religion the foundation upon which Christianity was built. You know, they focused more on purpose-driven life, the best life now, and the popularization of the costless Christianity of easily believism. No more dying to oneself. No longer picking up your cross. Whole generation of American pastors have been influenced by the likes of Kenneth Copeland. Or remember, Kenneth Copeland thinks God's an amaphrodite. Just thought I'd mention that he's both male and female. Just ridiculous in my Kenneth, I've said this on the show before. I'll say it again. And if Kenneth Copeland wants to come on this show and debate me on this, I'll be more than happy to do that for him. Because I've actually played this, and you know, now I've, I can't find it anymore. But it was on the internet where he was saying that. You know, God's as much male as he's female. Here's the problem with that. This this is all Kabbalah's teaching. This is all Masonic Lodge teaching nonsense. You know, here, here's the problem with that. In Hebrews, it says that Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God Almighty. You read it yourself, the first chapter of Hebrews. That would make Jesus an hermaphrodite, it would make Adam a hermaphrodite. It's complete nonsense. And that, that's why when they say stuff like that, it just aggravates me because it ties right back together with the whole transgender movement. But I, I, I digress. And he goes on to say, influenced by the likes of Kenneth Copeland, Oral Roberts, Rick Warren, Joel Olstein, Bill Hybels, T.D. Jakes, celebrity pastors with worldwide followings. The local church has been crushed by mega pastors with mega churches, while faithful men of God have struggled in small fellowships to fight back against the life enhancement gospel, billowing out of mega churches with multi-canvases rivaling those of Sam Walton's Walmarts. Their silence in, a, in the face of our nation's cultural rot has been treasonous to the God they claim to serve, and Christians are at least like when they are cowards. Meanwhile, Christianity is illegal in public schools. Christians are locked in gulags for defending the preborn born of the Constitution. Young children are mutilated in the name of diversity. Libraries hold story hours of glorifying sexual deviance, and doctors poison patients in the name of medical care. Churches bow obediently to the edicts and the mandates of the Lucifer serving government officials. Wow, Coach, you did a good job on this one. But that's exactly what he's saying is that – is this true? The churches have to come back and stop this, and that's what they did by subverting these. And they put a lot of 33-degree masons in these positions in these TV ministries. They did – I'm just telling you the truth. What's going on right now? And these guys basically came in and subverted Christianity. Support your local church. Get to know your local pastor. Always remember You stand firm with the word of God and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it every single day of our life. Also, finish it up, guys, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah, you're you're spot on with that. I mean, I think the more that we're starting to see this very enormous awakening in the United States where people really are starting to wake up, a big portion of people are. I mean, the emails I'm getting, the feedback I'm getting, there's people that are really starting to wake up. I think that's one of the reasons to why we're seeing such a direct effort, such an affront against our rights and our morals, and they're pushing so hard now to try to change things and degrade things and do what they can the best they can to really just ruin a lot of the population, the segment of the population, because they know that the time scale is starting to change and shift because of the internet, and it's a double-edged sword. There's information out there, and there's bad stuff out there, but there's also the ability now for people to search freely and actually look at stuff. This is why they're trying so hard to censor alt media and alt media information and shows like this and other platforms Is they do not want anybody – understanding what's really happening right now that's why they've done everything they can to prevent people from finding out about these shots and the side effects and what it does to the children and adults and teenagers and everybody in between because they know if the population really truly woke up to what would happen to what happened with the rna shots and they really got an eyeful saying hey listen remdesivir was designed to kill people it was, it was a complete and total organ failure drug. They knew it in 2016 when they tested it. It wasn't like it was you know secret. They knew what it was going to do. Yet they made a standard care of people who went to the hospital. That's the most bizarre thing to me. When you, when you actually look at the clinical trials that i posted on the website before, and you look at the research with Gilead when they tested Repdesivir in Africa, by the way, in Africa, they didn't test in the United States. The only way they could test that drug was in Africa. If they did it, it was a failure. and They had to pull everybody off of it because half participants died in organ failure. And then you find out that was standard care in the United States under emergency use authorization when the drug never even got remotely close to approval. The, even the abysmal FDA could never come close to approving that drug on a normal basis because it was so stinking toxic. Once you start finding that out, and that's why I've told people before, if you hear about class action lawsuits – my families, or friends, or loved ones that have been injured or died from that drug. I highly encourage people to get involved with it because what's happening is now the only way anybody's going to figure out about this is this stuff has to go viral and has to know what's going on. Because one biggest thing we have to do, we have to do this is we cannot repeat it again. That's the biggest thing. Is there's going to be another? They're going to they're going to pull the stunt again. They're going to try it. They already tried to start doing it a couple months ago. Start pushing the COVID narrative and it just. It's done. It flopped. You know, and you see people now that are constantly coming out and they're saying, listen, just take some vitamin C and D3. I mean, I hear it all the time now, even in people that aren't even super health conscious. They go, oh, yeah, I've got some vitamin C from the store. I'm hammering some vitamin C. I've got a sore throat. People started realizing that natural solutions and natural supplements can do incredibly well. That's the reason why we put together the immune system support kit that we put together with the D3, the zinc, and the vitamin C. That stack works so effectively well. It's such a basic, simple stack, but it's incredible. It works from such a cost-effective basis. That's why I always tell people it's a staple all the time for natural health all the time. Continue to keep your nutrients in your body and do what you need to do. Also, to in other news, this is interesting as well. Speaking of completely and totally out-of-control rogue agencies like I did earlier, Oklahoma lawmaker, Representative Justin Humphrey, has now filed probable cause affidavit with the State Attorney General of Oklahoma and demanded agents with the ATF be arrested and prosecuted following a June 16 raid on a gun dealer, which resulted in confiscation of more than 50 firearms. Humphrey said the document he filed Focus on the agents who raided the home of the FFL holder, Russell Fincher. According to the affidavit, the ATF agents should be investigated for extortion, terroristic threats, and misuse of their authority as law enforcement officials, among other charges. What's more is, this is crazy, to brought this up, weeks after the raid – ATF sent Fitcher a list of the 50 confiscated firearms that were under his FFL license, marked each one of them down to $10 value and allegedly offered him the option of forfeiting them in exchange for a check, basically trying to do a backdoor asset forfeiture this is very common in the united states and this is something that really needs some serious reform i've talked about this before there are certain individuals in law enforcement a lot of them are really good some few small amounts are really bad and they've used asset forfeitures as an excuse now to justify and continue to grow their bloated budget in some of these agencies where they come in they do stuff like this where they'll confiscate you know 15 dollars in firearms They'll come back and say, "Well, we've assessed the value of for ten dollars each. Uh, so you know, we'll, we'll cut you a check for five hundred dollars if you want to basically forfeit them and not have to go to court to try to get them back. And we'll just, we'll just, we'll just drop everything. We'll just let it go if you just sign off on it. They do this crap all." the time, especially with the federal alphabet agencies, and it's got to stop. And we'll see if there's any leeway in a lot of stuff that happens. I'll, I'll post the article so you can read about it as far as with um, these ATF clowns at it again. And that's funny, ATF spokesperson Ashley Stevens told the outlet and basically has asserted the ATF confiscating guns for no reason and offering to sell them back to owners for pennies on the dollar is a mischaracterization of what happened. You know, okay. They basically tried to put out a bogus claim that he sold a firearm to a criminal but yet had no case, had no affidavit as far as from an actual person. Basically, it was hearsay from a confidential informant. Just total crap again from the ATF going out of their way to do more ATF stuff to people. And um, this guy's blessed that basically his house didn't get burned down, his dog didn't get shot, I guess, because you know we already know how that goes with those clowns over there. So I thought that was interesting. But glad to see at least somebody pushing something out there with Representative Justin Humphrey in Oklahoma. We'll see if it goes everywhere. Again, you already kind of know how that goes with these these clowns. But, again, something to be aware of and get the information out there. And so, my friends, continue to stay strong. Have a fantastic evening. Keep staying healthy. Keep exercising. Breathe fresh air. Get sunlight. Continue to get the truth out there because this is how we all work together. And I appreciate the support of Health Masters allowing us to bring you this show every single day, commercial-free, no ads, no pop-ups, no breaks, wide open for an hour straight from healthmasters.com on the Ted Nostin Brower Show. So I appreciate you so much told you earlier, product of the week on sale. You voted. It won the HGH Stimulate Formula. Incredibly effective. Over 12% off at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check it out while it's on sale right now and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow is product of the week as, uh, as far as what goes on next week as well. So be sure to take advantage of that and also some of the other kits that we have on the website. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.